Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 541. If uh, if you have a, a strong idea, a strong dream, you have to follow that. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, all the way from Italy, Laura Milani. Laura, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm really happy because, as you know, I am the director of this university and our main department is transportation, but I love projects. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Great to have you here. Grazie, grazie. Laura Milani is the director and CEO at IAAD, the Italian University for Design, located in Torino, Italy. IAAD offers students bachelor's and master's of science in design degrees and numerous areas of study, including digital communication design, textile, fashion design, and of course, in design of transportation, means, and mobility. Laura studied architecture and design after high school and specialized in marketing communications and international marketing. And at the very young age of 28 years old, she became the director at IADD back in 2000. So, Laura, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for design at the school in Italy? Okay. It's true. I was very young at the beginning of this school, but for me it was normal because my past was in a brand identity agency. So my past work was uh, around Europe to represent uh, a lot of companies and uh, to study strategy, new strategy for that company, to improve the value of the brand, uh, to create new strategy and so on. So the past was fundamental for me to create this new university, to create a kind of new value, to change perspective, uh, to understand better the rapport between architecture and design. So. At the end, I'm really lucky because design was my passion. So <laughs> this was the beginning and this also today. So from a passion to work, uh, the distance was not so fair because in one year or something like that uh, was the beginning to transform a school in a university. 
from a communication and brand identity agency to a design school and also in the school the communication is very important, the brand identity is very important, the identity of the department are fundamental and so on. So was not so difficult for me to manage clients uh, for the communication or a design school that uh, was a school and right now is a university. Well, it's very exciting what you've done for the school and where you've taken it in this 16 years since you've been the director. And one of my past guests, Raffaello Porro, suggested that I talk with you because he said, oh, you've got to have Laura on the show. She's so passionate about what she does. And the tie-in to automotive here, of course, for our listeners, is the automotive transportation aspect of what you do at the university and teaching students about mobility and design, of course, and all that. I'm passionate about design. I went to school for design, so... uh I'm in a good home here today in Italy. <laughs> also because we have different point of view, but one passion that's for you is car, for me it's project, it's design, but it's the same at the end. Absolutely. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with what I call a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success has great meaning to you. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Laura? Take the wheel. Okay. The first point is that I am lucky because I have a lot of magisters in general. Because I work with Mr. Giugiaro, I work with uh, Mr. Bengal, I have a lot of friends from Mr. Manzoni to Mr. Giolito and so on. So when I speak about car design as uh, you, for me the point of view is another, but the passion is in that people in general. So for me, when I speak with them or other people, when I speak with people from, from fashion, from interior architecture and so on, I discover the same passion. So the point is to have uh, time with a lot of people that are passionate in that work, to share different point of view, to understand the future, to understand the possibility, to, vi- to view different vision of the future. And normally to talk, to create something together. Because for me, right now, it's, imo- it's impossible to work alone. You have to work with a kind of net, uh, with different people. You have to understand to her different people. And then to begin a project together. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned some amazing names. Josario, Bangle. I understand Mr. Josario works at the university. Is that right? Yes, president of the transportation design department. Because Mr. Zujaro is a very special person. Before, then is one of the most important uh, designer, car designer in the world. But at the beginning, is a very special person. So I'm in Turin, so I have uh, Mr. Zujaro near. And my report with Mr. Zujaro is from 2008. Uh, when Turin was the first uh, world design capital for design and was a normal report. So, hi, hi, <laughs> uh, how are you? And we have a project, uh, I can share that with you. And the report really is normal. So with uh, a common point of view. And right now is the right moment to uh, develop that uh, report in another because Mr. Zujaro, as you know, is a little bit more free. <laughs> it's not free, but the situation is changed. So we work together with and for students. And for me, it's incredible. Because uh, every day I talk with Mr. Zujaro, with Mr. Bengal, and so on, as normal people. 
bad, normal, but extraordinary. Yes, absolutely extraordinary. Boy, you're surrounded with some incredibly talented people. You're very, very fortunate, that's for sure. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I usually ask my guest at this point, Now, I know your passion lies more in design, so maybe you could share with me a story that instigated your passion for design and then how it relates to mobility, automotive design, and so forth. In general, my passion for design is passion for the society. My favorite thing is to work for real needs. That's in general, because for me, it's not important if the project is for the mobility, for the city, for people, but uh, the fundamental point is that it's today, for tomorrow. The past is part of the present, but also for the future. So my passion is to link all that and to have a kind of different point of view to develop for the future. This is my real passion. I mentioned to Laura before we started the show here, my son, Blake, just graduated from design school at RISD. Very proud of him, of course. Proud father. And uh, having him spend four years in a design school environment, looking, as he said, they were always looking to the future. How could we improve the future for people, the interaction between people in different parts of the world, and of course, automotive design, whatever that might be in that aspect of design. That's fantastic. I love that. Well, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or a great failure that you may have faced along the way. The most important part of this really has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did you learn from it and move forward? Because I remember from my days in design school, failure is embraced because that means you're pushing the boundaries of things and you're trying to go past what exists because being safe in design is pretty darn boring. So... (laughs) So tell us a little bit about a huge challenge or maybe a failure that you've faced in your past. Okay. The most challenge in my life, in my professional life, is the same in that case, is to transform a design school in the traditional uh, term, as you know, in a different school. This is a university of design. It is the Italian University of Design. We work with a lot of people, as you know, Italian or not, is not important. The important is that they have an extraordinary point of view on the future and they have uh, the volunteer to transform a point of view in a project with a university. So when you are at a university that, that is always on the move, every day, every year, you have to remanage programs, you have to know uh, different people every time, we have to talk with the ministry, you have to talk anytime about uh, experimental process. So that's it. When you have an experimental and new and futuristic university, that is your work, so it's my work. Uh, and it's so nice to imagine and to transform your imagination and projects. This is the, the main difference between the past and the future. What would you say in trying to achieve those goals is, is your biggest challenge? Now, I know that's a very open question because you're managing a university. You're trying to guide it down the right path and You have all these people you're working with, plus government entities you're dealing with. Is there one thing in particular you can draw on that is a big challenge for you that you face as you try to move this university forward? Yes. 
In particular, my university was a school, as you know, and also the shareholder status was a school. Right now we are university and that status is changed. And was really important that moment because uh, in the past I was the main shareholder, but the school was small. Right now I have, and I don't know in the future, but the point is that we are a group and in this group we have as partner and new shareholder the first French group for design for private university and we are really happy because uh, to have the possibility to exchange a program project point of view with another country with a lot of university with another system with a European system for me is fundamental so I prefer the actual status because uh, it's more open uh, on the rest of the world. So for me, that I have no problem to change. For me, change is exciting. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have stress in, in this value. Uh, for me to have the possibility to speak with people with a, a large view is, is the, the top. Very fortunate. And I loved your comment that for me, change is no stress because that's very unique. Most people fear change more than anything. So uh, I love that you've been able to embrace that. That's fantastic. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd like to talk a little bit about a career aha moment. It's that time when you kind of went, oh, this is a good direction. This is the right direction for me or for the institution to go. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. I remember I was 2010 after touring World Design Capital and this kind of main French group asked to me to participate to the shareholder agreement in general and was wow, <laughs> because we are just a school, a design school. Okay, the transportation department is great. We are um, with a new vision. But when the world asks to do something, it's different. Something's changed and a lot. So from that uh, right now, we are, for example, the university that represents Turin in the world in terms of design. And it's not nothing because we have in Turin the Polytechnic or other design school, but they prefer a kind of innovative point of view that is our, a kind of positive vision of the future. And this, for me, uh, that represents this university and the municipality of Turin and the manager in the world is really proud and I'm happy, of course. Of course, yeah. Well, again, that collaboration specifically between countries and the world, which is what will always make things better for everybody is collaboration, of course. Also because we are private, but we work a lot with public, for the public, with the public. And for me, it's really a goal important because it's not important if you're private or public it's important the goal at the end the common point of view let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments you've done so much in uh, the last 16 years alone of course your career overall is quite extensive but is there one moment in time you'd like to share with us that you felt really proud of what you'd accomplished i remember with pleasure the first international moment that that represent me, but the municipality, uh, was in Ankara one year ago to represent Turin in the international meeting of the creative cities. And I was also one of the women, because normally you know that that world is not so large for women. But for me, it's not a problem, because I 
I don't see that. I see just project. I see just the possibility to project with other people. And it's not important if, if the women are two, three, and the rest not. For me, the possibility, it's all. So in that case, in that international me meeting in Ankara with a lot of people, at the end, the number of women was, I mean, four. It was, uh, regarding that, it was at the end. Because at the beginning was a lot of people that represent the world and also me, and it was incredible. And just at the end was, oh wow, but just for women. Okay, it's not important. It's the future. Things <laughs> can change. Oh, absolutely. And congratulations for that. You know, I, I love this because the automotive world in particular with cars, yeah, here is really heavy on the men's side. And I love having women on the show to show other women, especially young women, there's an opportunity for them in this field if they're passionate about it. The uh, president at uh, RISD, where my son went to school, is a woman. I remember when my wife was attending college as a engineer, I think there was only six women engineers in her college at the time. Huge university in California. Now, this was back in the uh, early 80s. It's nice to see that it's changing. I think it's fantastic, and congratulations for that award. Just to be happy together. That in my beginning, sometimes uh, uh, the point was, but you are the girlfriend or with for nothing. I'm normal. I am the young director, but not girlfriend, not with. <laughs> it was strange for me this kind of perception. Yeah. Now is after all this change, but what's very strange? <laughs> well, I understand, but I'm glad it seems to be changing. It seems to be improving for women the opportunities out there more and more. And as men start to realize there are very capable women in this world to run companies, uh, perhaps some of our bias is being flushed away. I sure hope so. For me, the, the point is not if I am a woman or not. The point is the skill. If you are with a skill or not, then is you are women or not. But it's just at the end. <laughs> Let's have a little bit of fun here and talk about your first really special car. Uh, some car that has some meaning in your life that you've had some fun with, perhaps. I mean, Italy, my goodness, there are some amazing cars running around Italy. Of course, we all know about those marks that we're passionate about here in the U.S., Ferrari, Alfa Romeo. I mean, there's so many of them. But is there one car in particular that stands out for you that you have some good memories of? I have it. I have it because uh, the author is one of my best friends in terms of vision. It is Mr. Chris Bangle, and the car was Gina. But in particular for the concept, of course, because it was really an unconventional concept. It was a extraordinary project uh, with a different point of view, with a different goal, with a kind of uh, different perception of the object. Because at the end, was just an object with a different representation. That's it. Well, of course, Chris Bangle has uh, such a reputation for being so innovative and in some respects so far different that a lot of people are like, what are you doing? I mean, he really pushed some boundaries there and upset a lot of people from some time, but that was good. It kind of made us think differently about design and so forth. Now, tell us a little bit more about Gina. From your perspective? My perspective is that for the first time the car was just an object without a function but with a kind of different perception inside because when you use a textile point of view to represent a car that normal 
is something rigid, something strong, and they use something as textile, you have a new world in front of you. And that was for me uh, in that representation, that picture, in that sensation was, wow, this is just an object. It's not uh, the world, it's an object. If you consider that with another perspective, you can change really that object. Absolutely. And I'll put a link on your Cars Yeah show notes page to that project. So those listeners that aren't as familiar with the Gina project, what it is, so they can go and take a look at what uh, what he designed and his team put together. Because stretching a fabric over a, a frame and that it would move and almost breathe with the car was absolutely, yes, very much out there for sure. How about a vehicle that you've owned that you let go that you kind of wish you had back? Is Is there a car out there for you like that? As you know, I live in the center of Turin, and I have a normal life in terms of uh, daily movement. I have two little girls that uh, I have to move from and to the kindergarten. So normally I have to use a car, and right now I use a car for my partner. (laughs) That is not mine, because I don't want to have a car, because for me the car is a service. It's not an object, but it's a service. So when you have necessity to use a service, then, and not before, you can also choose an object. So right now, my object today is uh, a mini clubman from BMW. At the moment, it's this. And it's nice uh, because it's funny, because uh, I know that it's a kind of fashion car. I know all. For me, really is a possibility to move normally in particular from the kindergarten because normally I use the bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) I use the train, I use to fly, but other. We've had uh, two Mini Coopers in our family here that I bought for my daughter. Uh, She still has one. She's very petite, so it works for her because the car is smaller. Delightful cars to drive. I've uh, driven her car many times back and forth to where she went to college, which was... 1400 miles away so very enjoyable car the little mini cooper is a wonderful car i'm a big bmw fan too so the relationship there is is nice as well let's talk about today and looking forward i would love to hear what kind of projects you're working on there at the university what are you guys looking ahead to to move grow expand change things there uh in the school at the moment we have a lot of projects but in my heart i have two projects the first one is to create uh, an experimental primary school. That for me is great. Because in Italy we have a really good school in terms of primary, but not so not with the spirit so experimental. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, classic point of view in terms of uh, education that are great. But in my opinion, it's time to use creativity in the same level than mathematics, uh, other language, uh, and so on. And I would like to create that kind of format from Turin to the rest of Italy, and it's possible also for the rest of the world. This is the first project. The second project is to create a yacht campus. So we are right now in a wonderful place because we are in the new headquarters from a huge company, this Lavazza, the, com- the coffee company, as you know. It's a new building. We are here since uh, three years. But the future 
will be also in another place here and in addition in another with uh, the residence, uh, with more space for laboratory and so on. I, I'm working on that. At the end, we have also other building that is in Bologna, the next building in 2011. Uh, but I would like to create something linked with the Turin, not another building, what a huge project all together. Sounds very exciting. So I visited Turin back when I was in college studying design, which was a great time for me to go. It was a long time ago, but it was wonderful because of the design in design elements in Turin. I mean, it was the heart of design in Europe, really. I mean, just fantastic. Uh, Bologna is a beautiful city. Last time I was there was 2011 to visit the Ducati factory because uh, I used to have a Ducati motorcycle. So uh, love love that bike. I had an MV Agusta F4 as well, which, oh, beautiful design bike. Of course, Bologna is in the center of another important piece of Italy that is linked with two wheels. And we have that skill in our transportation design department, but we would like to develop better in that place. Now, here's a very introspective question. I'm really interested how you're going to answer this, Laura, having a design background and, and where you work and what you're in charge of. If Laura was a car, an automobile, what kind would she be and why? So at the moment, I can imagine just one. But it's a strange position for me because I can imagine just the i3, is the W BMW car electric car because uh, it's small, it's urban, it's eclectic, and this small at the end because the urban necessity, in my opinion, are to use a small vehicle with uh, an elastic time without a lot of problems with parking and so on. So I can imagine just that. <laughs> I think that fits. Perfectly. The, yeah, the i3, what a beautiful little car. Unique, very forward-thinking, of course, which I was hoping I would get an answer somewhat like that from you, being in the in the field that you're in. So, bravo. Perfect, perfect answer. Thank you very much <laughs> for your offer. So, Laura, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle? both the exterior and the interior. It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. 
But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Laura, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? What? Really easier. You have to drive awake or not to drive. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and it's so simple, but it's true. <laughs> Very good. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? To imagine and to work to realize a dream, because dreams are projects. In that case, the difficulty is not to imagine, but to realize, and you have to uh, work for that. Yes, realizing your dreams. Absolutely. I like that too. Is there a resource in particular out there that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? I don't have one, but I have the world. So I read uh, fashion, automotive, uh, ecological skill, and so on. So my point of view, my reference is the world. Sorry. <laughs> I understand. Is there one book in particular that perhaps you've read that you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy reading as well? This is a classic, but it's really uh, my soul. So my uh, behavior in terms of uh, vision, project, and future is Gandhi. Hmm. That was a visionary that is not with a project with not violence. And it's right now is a world that has to reflect more and more and more on that thing. So I confirm. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, with all the turmoil we face these days, uh, yeah, we could use another Gandhi, I think. <laughs> that would be helpful. But with the point of view that uh, is so large, and not so, it was not linked to the past, but to the future. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Laura's very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Laura Milani. And her last name is spelled M-I-L-A. And I. All right, Laura, we are up to the checkered flag. And this yes. last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, something fun to drive, you don't have to use it as a daily driver. Just take it out in the countryside in Italy and enjoy it with your little girls, perhaps. Don't worry about the cost because today I'll buy you whatever car you'd like. What would that vehicle be and why? So, as you know, in this, my unconventional life, I have a, a car that is a, a person, a car designer that is in my heart, that is Mr. Giugiaro. So, if I have to choose, I choose the designer, the car designer that is Mr. Giugiaro. So, one car from that incredible designer. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, that is a tough one because Mr. Giugiaro has designed some incredible cars, you know, some of them that come to my mind that I've really loved, the Detamazo Mangusta, BMW M1, my first new car he designed, a Volkswagen Scirocco, 
back in the 70s. The DeLorean, of course, which is famous, made famous by the movie here in the United States. The Alfa Romeo Giulia Sprint GT, Lotus Esprit. I mean, he even designed a camera that I owned back in the 80s, the Nikon F4S. So let's see if we can't narrow this down a little bit. I know I'm pushing you a little bit here, but is there one car you can think of that that brilliant mind has designed that you would love to enjoy to get in and take a drive? And of course, take him with you, of course. <laughs> but you can choose for me in terms of typology, really. If I choose Giorgetto Giugiaro, you can choose the typology of car that uh, for you represents Giorgetto Giugiaro. Because for me, it's always the same. When I speak with the, that man and I, I know the history of the project uh, that is different for each project, I'm in love with all projects. Ah, okay, okay. All right, well, let's see here. You're the first guest that has let me choose... <laughs> what car that she's going to put in your garage? This is very, oh my gosh, now I know how tough this question is. I prefer the person and the experience also for my students. You can choose the car. Okay. You know what I think I'm going to put you in today would be that Alfa Romeo Giulia Sprint GT. I think that would be nice. Since it's Italian, of course. Thank you, know. you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll make sure that gets delivered very soon to your garage. If I can, also the Panda was an incredible project. Ah, yeah. Because it was really an industrial object. Yes. So it yes. was something that moved this kind of market. Was uh, was small, simple, and really industrial. I think it would be, but I think I'm going to leave that Alpha in your garage. I think I can see you in that Alpha. Your little girls in the back seat just screaming as you go through the Italian vineyards. Ah. Be, be bravo. Brilliant. I love it. Laura, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off into the hills in that Alfa Romeo Giulia Sprint? <laughs> I have just a suggestion. It is the suggestion for my life, so it's just for my life, and if you want also in general. If, uh, if you have a a strong idea, a strong dream, you have to follow that because it's your dream and will be different from the other. So uh, the, capability, the capability is to realize something different because it's your. So if your dream is strong, also the project and the goal for the other will be strong. So I'm happy and I'm lucky because every time I realize work, projects that are my dream, so this is my suggestion, simply. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about the University for Design in Italy, IAAD? This is uh, an unconventional, unconventional university, in my opinion, because was uh, is not so young, the university, but it's full of people that are uh, with different vision, uh, with dip- different perception of uh, real needs. Uh, we work together uh, on that, that skill that is real needs because in our opinion, the point is not just to realize projects that are funny, nice, uh, with uh, an aesthetic point of view, with something egoist, uh, but we would like to realize that really something 
to improve uh, the behavior of the people, to create uh, a kind of new climate for the city, to create a kind of atmosphere where the people uh, uh, can find something different for yourself, not just for the designer, not just for one project for the world, but uh, every time in every project. The website is uh, E-A-A-D. Or, or here in the U.S. is I-A-A-D, as yes. in Italy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll make sure that link is up on your your page. And uh, listeners, again, I'll remind you, you can find everything Laura's been so kind to share today on her very own show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Laura into that search bar and that page will pop right up. Laura, thank you again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. It's been great fun. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Really, my pleasure. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.